Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Welcome to Thursday's Terrace Podcast, the Scottish Football Podcast that comes with a reminder that Scottish Football Twitter comes with a health warning. As it's Thursday, you're joining, for, joining us for a Terrace Podcast Patter Pod, which hopefully will provide us a gentle break from the claim and counterclaims currently running wild across social media. We're in Glasgow's lovely Southside this evening, I'm Graham Phyllis and I'm joined by Heart of Midlothian enthusiast Robert Bothwick. Hello. Hello Robert. And rounding off our terrific trio, I'm also joined by Wraith Rovers. Enthusiast, yeah, <laughs> too strong a word. Yeah. Andy, yeah. Hello, Andy. How are we doing? Uh, we've actually got some new stuff this week to do um, because we thought that, yeah, talking about football seemed a bit of a drag just now. <clears throat> what's the point there? Eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to kick off the, the the show with what's actually a brand new segment, which we're <laughs> going to call Hotties or Notties. <laughs> just hot or not, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's essentially just hot or not, but hot. Yeah. Hotties or noties sounded an awful lot funnier. Um, so essentially, we're going to pick things within Scottish football or also out with Scottish football. I'm not really too bothered, to be honest. Um, things that we consider to be hot or things that we consider to be very much not. Um, essentially, like the barbershop episode of The Simpsons. So, yeah, thanks for that, Matt Groening, once again. Uh, does somebody want to kick us off with something that is hot? Yes, um, I would like to uh, pinpoint Hibernian's social media game this week. <laughs> um, they started off with the uh, the, the vape partner announcement, <laughs> um, which it, it's just always gone down so well. Obviously, Celtic and Rangers have their own vape partners, um, and <laughs> Hamilton Ackes obviously have theirs. This is a very specific vape yeah, partner. Yeah, a very specific type of vape. Um, so I really enjoyed that, but I think my favourite thing was the Rangers fan uh, that tweeted them uh, saying, who cares? To, to one of the stories um, to which the, the Hibs social media uh, person responded, there's always the unfollow follow button. <laughs> I just thought that was tremendous. I was like, you know what, it's dad patter, but it's good. Yes. At the same time, because you just clapped him, it's done. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a, a real need for, for Scottish football Twitter accounts to return some clamping from time yeah, to time. You've got to bring the spice, because once you control the spice, you control the universe, which is, <laughs> the, which is, which is the important it's thing. It's always say. <laughs> Famous phrase. Once, you, once you control the space, you control the universe. Right, sure. Was that in uh, Flash Gordon? June. 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 June.
old, I mean, there's only a chance it was also in Space World. Um, but yeah, once you control the space, you control the universe, which is absolutely fine. So yeah, I hope you found the title for uh, this week's show. Within two and a half minutes. But yeah, really, more Scottish football Twitter accounts need to start clapping back. Yes. Um, I did enjoy the other day that in response to National Pet Day, uh, Paul posted a picture of Baxter the Brady. Like, and when asked if Baxter was a pet, he came back saying, nah, it's not actually. To which some other Scottish football fan had replied saying, it's not a Brady, it's not a pet, it's a Brady. Here's a pet and just posted a picture of his dog. <laughs> so, so, really, long, I mean, so it, yeah. it's not all to include on Scottish no, football. No. Like, all of this just appeared and none of it made any sense whatsoever. No. Uh, it was a case of, I, I, don't, I don't know, I mean, Baxter could be a pet. I suppose you could have a pet Brady, particularly if, you, <laughs> if you're going to have a pet Rock, then you could absolutely have a pet Brady as well. Surely, no? Right after yes. Derek, I'm taking the Brady off. <laughs> Derek, yeah, yeah. yeah, do you need to be well, having? I, I just it was a long walk, and I just got a bit peckish, so I'm sure it will grow back. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you need to be sentient to be a pet? I guess that's the that's the question. Well, you get pet rocks. Oh, yeah, I suppose you do. I yeah. suppose it, any pet doesn't realise that it's a pet. No. Yeah, it just realises the world around about it. I mean, yeah. the, I mean the, the meaning of pet is given to it by its owner. Yeah. So, really, I mean, a fridge could be a pet. <laughs> that's <laughs> a pet. That's what you have to say. I mean, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, if, if uh, a mascot can be a boiler then a fridge could be a pet, yeah. surely. Because a Westworld have a boiler mascot, so surely a fridge could be a pet or a boiler could be a pet. Ah. Yeah. This is going can, can I direct you in the attention, uh, I think it's Crap 90s Football, the Twitter account, yes. have you seen it? Yeah. Uh, either today or yesterday, it was running through a series of the worst ever 90s uh, mascots, and there are some absolute belters, I'll show you them later on, but there are some absolute <laughs> belters on there. I mean, literally stitched together with barely a thread. Well, one of my favourite ever uh, was... Found I don't I don't know who found it or where, um, but it was a Hearts mascot from the eighties. One that was, wasn't modelled on some random dog. No, no better than that. Um, it was when Marshall's Chunky Chicken Factory was still <laughs> very much a thing. Um, and and there's, there's a guy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. Yeah. just uh, yeah, I, I, you really have to go on it. I'm currently showing them a picture of a seagull, uh, Scarborough, Sammy the Seagull of Scarborough. Dressed in a Scarborough top, it looks like the seagulls were in a nappy, and you would call that probably high heels, wouldn't you? As well, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely high. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure we, we share this a, link yeah. with the show as well, yeah. And it's it's in a boxing ring for some reason, <laughs> do I? So yeah, I, I found mine now. So there's Marshall's chunky chicken. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's quite a tall man uh, wearing a chicken <laughs> wearing a chicken outfit. It's the, it's the most sinister, terrifying looking chicken I've ever seen. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a baddie in a Marvel film. <laughs> Genuinely, it'll haunt your dreams. But <laughs> uh, that, that guy. Was this on a black mirror? My favourite thing is the fact that um, it's not got any uh, mittens or gloves on it and he's wearing Soviet rings. So he's actually, he's actually terrifying. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't call him a pet. He's an absolutely hardcore, hardcore chicken. Basically, I am. We'll make sure that we'll, we'll, we'll tweet the pictures. Um, yeah, they go out with the show description. So, yeah. Yeah. so that we can all enjoy the fun that that is. Yeah, the terrifying, yeah. terrifying chicken men. Uh, yeah. Uh, Andy, uh, mine's just far too serious now. I've really gone too serious. Oh, um, do you want me to mind? Yeah, go for it. No way serious. So, bearing in mind uh, what my face is and, and my vision situation, uh, I feel it's important to bring it up before I skip on to the next bit, <laughs> which is that I'm really excited about it. That apparently uh, bullying folk for being specky is back. <laughs> <laughs> So essentially bullying folk for being specky is hot yeah. and I'm really excited about it because <laughs> it's like see when, when mother will go to Tyne Castle and spend about 10 minutes just chatting specky at Craig Levine <laughs> it's just the funniest thing in the world like there's, there's nothing funnier than just like at a time when there's a lot of things happening in Scottish football mm. just shouting specky at somebody is really really funny but we saw it obviously with that St Mirren player that looked at a darts player. Aye, Brad yeah. Lyons. Brad Lyons. Aye. So he was wearing glasses and essentially got powered for about three days <laughs> for being specky. Like, it's just nothing more than that. Nobody's... No, I had to look on Y Scout because I'm a weirdo. Normal people looked at him and went, he's specky. <laughs> and then following on from that last week uh, when that 
Jordy Valencia fan yeah. arrived in Glasgow and did his welcome video Aye. Valencia deleted it because yeah. he was again just getting absolutely <laughs> hounded for being specky and I'm so excited that hounding people for being specky is back I, I feel really bad for the Valencia guy though. Like, was, <laughs> I feel bad I was, it was so mean mm. like it's just it's just a guy <laughs> who likes Valencia like, I think Valencia were, uh, I saw the, the Twitter account were trying to find him I think so whether they were going to try and make it up make to him somewhere get him some LASIK yeah trying to find him he's back <laughs> I told you it was back and then he's back immediately he's back do you know what right do you, in the interest of full disclosure, I suggested this whole section just so I could bring up the fact that bullying folk for being specky is back, and I'm really excited that we managed to get it in here. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, good. I love it. I love yeah. it. Smashing. So, Andy, now that we're through things that are slightly less serious, what, what have you uh, brought for your hotties? I've gone with foreign refs. Oh, uh, uh, that's why it's kind of one of those ones I wish I'd thought of something a bit more fun we're now going to have to have a serious discussion about it it's me and Graham that are here absolutely no chance I was just going to say in terms of foreign refs the I'm all up for foreign refs if we can get the most random countries I, I would like to almost have like a kind of competition to see the furthest possible place the lowest down the ladder we can get of a referee that's you're, going to be competent you're essentially looking for Euro ref here yeah like yeah, Eurovision yeah, but for yeah, referees absolutely so yeah. for some reason we'll have some Australian referees yeah. obviously and they yeah. will yeah. Um, which will make no sense and everyone will tweet about it incessantly about it about how Australia is not yeah. in Europe because nobody knew that for the record Azerbaijan also not in Europe but that's no. just my gripe on that particular it's not in Europe no it's just not it's way it's way, way too far yeah. it's Asia yeah. 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 yeah way way too far east nonsense um but I'm fully, I, think, I reckon the Europe, like refs from overseas, I reckon there's some great value in yeah. there, particularly again if they're specky. <laughs> I, I want to see how, how far down the ladder you can get before somebody actually criticises them. I was looking back at the one where we last got in people from Luxembourg and Israel and Malta, those notoriously. Black legs because they broke a strike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scabs. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the. One of the, the ref, the Luxembourg ref that was in charge of the Celtic Cali game apparently gave denied Celtic a, a penalty. Bring him back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will, of course, remember what the Luxembourg national anthem is. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, good. Eh? Yeah. Oh, they should really introduce that before the game. So, <laughs> national anthem of the ref. referee. Please, please, please stand there. <laughs> Please go stand for the referee. Like, you've got to make a thing out of it, surely. Yeah, of course, yeah. You've got to be far more of a bit of it than just going, this is a lad from Luxembourg. I know. Welcome, our friends from Luxembourg. Aye, uh, it, is, it is a bit much. But obviously, like, one of the, uh, one of the, I'm going to apologise in advance for this, one of the Israeli refs stayed over a bit. Did he? Near Vitons, brother. John. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly, oh, really, really good. Yeah, I mean, just fucking in the podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to say though, in terms of uh, seeing whoever we can get, try and get the worst possible ref before, like a, a Rangers or a Celtic manager, whoever it is, starts to complain about the decisions in the same way that they're complaining about the Scottish refs. Be interesting to see how because looking back at that article nobody complained about the clear penalty that Celtic were denied that day the Lennon apparently didn't bring it up uh, and then Celtic lost the league by one point so uh, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of really hoping like, they can just keep pushing it you know like kind of stretch Armstrong see how Aye. far they can stretch it before it snaps and somebody goes I can't handle it anymore I've got to criticise it it's just uh, they're not, in, a, in a vaguely serious point on this the idea of getting guys in from with all due respect to the, the Welsh League they play in front of like a dozen folk yeah. and a couple of dogs well if, if the referees are anything like their football players they're not going to be a great standard are they but so yeah I, good luck with that yeah <laughs> I, I offer anyone seeking to have a overseas referee I would welcome them with open arms and I think we should try and get them on the podcast yeah Is, so if they're arriving on a Thursday we'll go and pick them up at the airport just as an offer an open offer yeah. to any referee coming in if you'd like to come in and have a chat with us about Scottish football so you've got a, a basis of knowledge before mm. you go out and referee, 
and we'd be more than happy to do that uh, whether we'll tell you anything useful is up for debate but yeah. I, I imagine they, I'd love it if they brought ones in that couldn't speak any English like they got in guys who were just totally had never been outside their own country no interest they never bothered with English they never referenced they never referenced they're the school of referee uh they just brought them in, uh, they were speaking French the whole time, nobody could understand them. It would be magic. And then they played their anthem at the start, and then at the end. Imagine they also played them off at the end. How good did that be? I think you should do it. That's, that's, that's an absolute dream world. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's, it's really made a, made a scene out of it. So, moving on, from, as, uh, I think that's we've all done yeah. our hotties. Moving on from our hotties, who are our naughties? Who, who, who is not hot at the moment? Uh, Motherwell Football Club's pitch. Mm-hmm. So I everyone, see that. Uh, you can, you can. So everyone spoke about it when it was like, and it was a fantastic surface, but it's like a wee bit worse for wearing mm-hmm. the image. Understandable. It's been there for a couple of years. No one's talking about it though. No one's talking about it. I think because someone, we, someone brought up, someone said that's that's one, still one of the best pitches in Scotland. Is it? But I think it's Not because I remember remember how bad it used to be. No, I think no, folks have still got folks are in that in their heads. So like the bar so low. Yeah, yeah, no, this is this is it. The memory with Motherwell's pitch is so skewed. So. Every year, Motherwell's pitch is a case of, oh, Motherwell's playing a bog. I mean, it's not been for about seven or eight years. Mm. For yeah, five and a half years, really. Yeah, so yeah. I reckon, what will it be in about eight years now, we'll finally get comment on it. So there's essentially like a, a real sort of radio delay. So you, yeah. know, you know, you're watching telly and the, the sound and the vision goes out. Yeah. The one for Firth Park is about eight years. Yeah. So eight years' time, they'll be like, so that pitch isn't looking as good as it has been, is it? <laughs> <laughs> By this point, I, we've moved from well, we now playing Ravens Craig, but it's really <laughs> the pitch glows in the dark and it, and, it, and it lights itself and grows itself. It's fine, it's grown arms and legs, literally. Um, and that's fine. But uh, yeah, I, I reckon a, a good eight year delay mm. before anyone makes any comment on it. So if you set your watches now. So this is not hot for eight years then? No, it's not. It's, yeah. it's, right, cool, yeah. I've nailed it then. Yeah, you're fine. It's I'm annoying. Not, yeah. yeah, I've completed the bit. <laughs> good. Okay. Andy, what have you got? Mine's just, uh, the league is not hot. The league has gone from being really interesting to basically boring in the space of about seven days. Aye. Uh, I mean, there's always the chance that it could turn around, but... No, there's not. On, obviously, there's not yet. <laughs> Aye. Unless you're really interested about who finishes third and who finishes uh, second bottom, then, yeah, there's still a bit of interest there, but... So Mirren are relegated, Celtic are champions, there you go. For all the chat we've had all season about, oh, this is such a close league, it's over by, we're not even out of February, and it's, it's basically over at 12th of yeah. the table. So that would be the last week would essentially have been like the 17th of yeah. February or something along yeah. those lines, and it's done, it's yeah. finished, because, yeah, I feel like, really, like St Mirren, surely not, there's no chance, no, no chance. You wouldn't think so. ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
consider hitting a ball as hard as that, as accurately as that into the corner. I know there's a lot went on in that game, we're going to discuss that on the Patreon, so apologies if you tuned in to actually listen to some sort of analysis, because tough. Um, <laughs> give us two dollars and it's yours. Yeah. Um, but there's not another centre forward of Rangers that would even consider striking that ball or taking that ball in. And it was... Unless you're, unless you're Kyle Lafferty against Celtic mm. for Hearts. Yeah, <laughs> at Tyne Castle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, uh, uh, that one really sorry. The rest, of the, goal, the rest of his goals were good goals and he really took his chances. Yeah. Um, but that one in particular, just looking at it like, fucking hell, mate. That's unbelievable mm. strike. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, Jenner went out his way on Saturday as well to make it not blame Defoe for the fact that Rangers drew another blank. And... Yeah, but you can only kind of go so far with that because every time Manelis is back in the team, they banging hundreds of goals. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yep, cool. Well, that was our new section, hotties or notties. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, a thing that I shoehorned in to make fun of people. Of <laughs> I like the bit about pets. <laughs> um, so moving on from that, we're also going to discuss tonight um, as a tribute to Inverness Caledonians this so incredible ability to draw football games. We're fifteen so far this season already. And they've drawn their way to the quarterfinals of the Scottish mm-hmm. Cup. Um, what we thought we'd do is, is discuss our unsung heroes uh, within Scottish football, and that is uh, draws. So really good draws that we enjoy, like draws that we genuinely enjoy, draws that were like the proverbial victory, uh, things mm-hmm. you weren't really expecting, and ones you enjoyed. So yeah, somebody want to start us off with their favourite draws? Well, obviously six all. Yeah, we, we, we don't even need to talk about no, it. No, I completely wrote that off. Yeah. Yeah, Six hill has been done. Well. I, I'm not going to lie to you, there's, there's, a hibs, there's a hibs chain here for me. <laughs> um, four each. Four each. Yeah. That's three hibs, 2003 New Year. Um, it's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. The, the goings on. Um, it wasn't just like, oh, you know, 1 0, 1 0, 2 1, 2 0, 3 2. Like, it, it was in the last 10 minutes of that game, there was four goals. Sorry, in the last seven minutes of that game, there was four goals, so it was uh, two each, 86 minutes, Hibs go 3-2 up. Before you say anything, see, see when you look at that game written down, so you've obviously got the score and the goal scorers, ah. it makes no sense. Nothing, nothing <laughs> about it. makes no sense whatsoever. It, it doesn't. Apart from Mark Devries scoring a goal. Yeah, <laughs> Mark, Mark Devries scoring a goal against Hibs. Shocking. Yeah. Every other score on that 4-4 makes no sense yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, so ah. the, the scoring was opened by uh, Derek Townsley. Um, running, running through the middle and uh, Stephen Presley making a mistake and him tapping mm. it in Hibs double the lead was Tam McManus Hearts brought one back with Stephen Presley yeah and it, it was a penalty wasn't it I, yeah. I, I don't remember Stephen Presley taking penalties well, he, he, he took penalties for years yeah, for Hearts uh, after Colin Cameron left right. and then he missed a couple and then Paul Hartley took 17 and scored all of them <laughs> yeah, I was going to say <laughs> I, I, well yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> how did Scotland never make it to a penalty shoot by the way because we've been absolutely yeah, done in that respect I, I know unbelievable and then uh, it was 3-2 at Hibs in 85-86 minutes Craig James the legendary mm. um, almost from Sunderland I believe he was for that season yeah he scored a, a good goal then Hibs got a penalty in the 90th minute which Pat Lyon missed and Grant Grebner uh, slammed into the top corner and then in the 94th and 95th minutes Graham Weir scored to make it for each um, it was just as, as a Hearts fan it was the most memorable draw that you could possibly think of it was, it was ridiculous scenes I was 12 <laughs> at the time um, and everyone else in my row had left when I was made it 4-2 but you'd uh, stayed to boo uh, uh, well my dad always told me never leave a game early yeah. so we, we were staying there and Hibs were saying happy new year and all that kind of stuff and then Graham Weir shanked in the fourth and uh, I went and did a knee slide on concrete <laughs> <laughs> and uh, gashed my knees right op- uh, wide open and then I just remember saying happy new Weir back at Hibs fans very good could not believe what was happening but yeah no it was, it was ridiculous scenes yeah. Hibs offending in that is in those last two or three goals in fact yeah, is, is that, unbelievable yeah, they seem to be kicking it towards their own goal more than they're kicking it away from it was, goal, it was ludicrous I, my, my favourite part of it is, is when it was 4-3 and uh, Hibs took kick off yeah. and they launched it up the pitch and Mixu Patalainen could have just left it yeah. I think it was Rodden Kenzie who was in goals uh, but he didn't he just fucking body slammed him <laughs> and gave Hearts a free kick which we then pumped up the park yeah. and scored from um, but yeah that's got to be one of the daftest fouls I've ever seen given mm. Uh, and also just one of my favourite parts of that is there's a massive bin bag floating about the pit 
during all of this just a huge bin bag massive like industrial sized bin bag floating about in uh, the bitterly cold New is it more memorable than Craig James <laughs> it's the only thing he ever did uh, probably in his life <laughs> the bin bag or Craig James <laughs> both fair enough maybe he was the bin bag every chance Andy what have you got yeah I went for a late draw as well uh one of the ones I've gone for was uh, the Fermi 2, Wraith 2. The season that we were both challenging for the um, title in the championship and then the Fermi financially doped and got into <laughs> got promoted. I mean, I, allegedly. I do, no, well, what they did was they just bought players that they then couldn't really afford to... Uh, was that not on the basis that when they got promoted, their gates would go up to 5,000? Yeah, right. They were going to gain an extra 1,000 people by solely playing in the top yeah, flight? Yeah, more or less, I think, yeah. Magic. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we kind of get done in that, but that, this is when we were um, still well in it, and um, the Fairland, I don't think... It, I don't know, it's certainly not lost. I don't know if they dropped a point, actually, uh, before this game, but um, the Fairland had gone 2-0 up, and we're pretty much in control from what I remember of it. And then Neil McGregor gets sent off for um, scything down one of the Rovers players with about 15 minutes left. And then you think, well, you've got a wee chance. Like, we've not really been in it, but we've got a chance. Um, I think Graham Weir was involved in this game as well. I don't remember. Probably really. was. <laughs> yeah, um, Once you've got a tight, you've got a tight. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and then Ian Williamson scored uh, Dunfermline's goalkeeper kind of should have held on to the ball and he didn't and he kind of got kicked out his hand and um, <laughs> yeah I, I, kind of, I, I remember it being a bigger mistake by, by um, the defender keeper but looking back at that I re-watched it last night and it looked like it wasn't so much of a fault anyway anyway just blame him anyway and then uh, Alan Walker scores this looping header I mean it's it's one of those. It's one of the only goals I've ever watched where it seemed to happen in slow motion, right from the off. Because it goes, the heads it kind of backwards almost, and it kind of goes so high in the air. You've got no real sense of where it's going because it's so high up, and then it just comes down almost perfectly, like floats over the goalkeeper into the corner of the net, and then it's in front of all the Rovers fans. I was in the, uh, I was doing the program, so I was in the press box, so I kind of saw it. And just everyone got absolutely mental. And it was one of those times when you're not in with your own fans. You're like, oh, God, that looks amazing. That looks really good, Instead, I, oh, it was kind of fun because I was in with the Dunfermline fans and they were obviously gutted slash raging. But, um, but yeah, that was that was just so good. There's something about a 90th minute draw, which is, it's, it is like a win. Like, the, yeah. like, I've started watching American, well, American football mainly. And, America, they just obviously don't understand draws and like how good draws can be. Yeah, and like yeah. they are like either wins or losses. Like they can, you can get really boring draws. We didn't really suit anyone. That's fine, but but they can be just as good without having to have a win at the yeah. end of it. You get that yeah. same emotion, like either way. Yeah, hundred percent. Magic. Uh, I've actually got two. I'll, I'll do. I'll do my first one. We'll go around again. I've got another two. So you've got another <laughs> two. two. I've actually got two. two but, yeah, well, brilliant. <laughs> Um, I have from October 2009 uh, under the stewardship of Jim Gannon in the 20 minutes that that was uh, some laugh uh, St Mirren 3 Motherwell 3 um, where Motherwell were first half Motherwell in this run of form against St Mirren where essentially every time we played them and it mattered they absolutely battled us like it just it just kept beating us every time we played them to make it in the top 6 and they dicked as Andy Dorman every time. Say, is that the Dorman <clears throat> screamer at Far Park? And stuff every like time Andy yeah. Dorman touched the ball against us, it went in the top bin. Yeah, I have no, I, I don't even know beyond beyond putting it in the top bin against us right on a right what felt like a weekly basis. I don't think I, I don't remember ever doing anything for anyone else. But he's just like cult hero status. This man richly deserved because of the things that he did, but he just relentlessly scored goals against us. And this was another one of those occasions. So it was a kind of. Misty wet day in Paisley. I got my free beans, and my hot foods, so and things were looking up. Yeah. First half was fairly balanced, but still, uh, Hugh Murray managed to score, so we went a goal down. Forbes equalised a penalty, and then in the second half, Dorman scored just after just before an hour, and Murray scored on seventy-two. And at this point, it's three-one down. Gannon ball was an interesting <sighs> way of playing football. Generally, there was a lot of pressure put on a lot of players that didn't really respond all that well to it we kept making just daft mistakes um, and folk were starting to go a bit mental because it was really good model support 
And then Lucas Jukovic, who'd played sort of half a dozen games with that point, I think he scored one, kind of really announced himself to the Motherwell fans and just started ragdolling sitting around defenders. He's just a big unit of a boy. Just like throwing his body around. He was like, actually, I'm much bigger and stronger than all of you, so just get the fuck out of my way. Um, and scored like, directly in front. If you look back at the highlights of it, all you can see is my big stupid red jump. It's like this bright, like, bright red hoodie. Um, it's like the biggest human being in the world, just sitting in the crowd, just got absolutely mental. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyable. You could be sort of fighting his way through people and then should have won it in the end. Um, but again, having been 3 1 down to come back to 3 each, I was absolutely delighted on the trade home. It was very good fun. Excellent. Good. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buck the trend here and not go for a hearts draw this time. Uh, I was thinking about this one. Aberdeen 4, Celtic 4. Um, almost exactly eight years ago, 2010, yep. February 2010, um, in which Stephen McLean scored two goals after Motherwell went 4 2 down, uh, the second of which was in the 89th minute, deep yep. uh, wise. And it's just the scenes. Mm. The yeah. scenes you love to see. And the fact that Stephen McLean, not as angry back then as he is now. Um, <laughs> so, like, what happened to him between <laughs> leaving Aberdeen and arriving at St Johnston? I think his dad kept telling him he was shite. Yeah. <laughs> just like blowing him up and being like, Stephen, I, I see you're shite. Aye. <laughs> Stephen, I see you didn't score for Sheffield Wednesday today. Oh, you kids, you're shite, right? That's funny. Um, but basically, like, one of my favourite things about this game is the quick succession in which goals are scored. Yeah. So uh, Kamara makes a 1 0 Celtic after three mm-hmm. minutes, Peyton equalises after nine minutes. And then you've got uh, Fortuna scored 36, Darren Mackey scored 37. And then. There's some list of bad, bad footballs. Aye, and then Robbie Keane scored uh, to make it 3 2, and Aidan McGee scored like five minutes later. Yeah. Uh, one minute after that, Stephen McLean scored his penalty, and then obviously there's a, a, a wee sort of gap um, further forward until his 89th minute equaliser. But no, it's just, I think that Celtic team that had Fortuny and Kamara and Robbie Keane mm. and all that kind of stuff, I fucking hated them. I really, I don't know what it was, I really didn't like them. They had like Darren O'Day playing at the back quite consistently. Did you say that? Um, he was also what? sent off in that game. Um, and, and yeah, it, it was just. Aberdeen weren't at their weren't at their pomp at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was post sort of uh, Bayern Munich, um, all that kind of stuff. They, they'd gone into a, a minor slump, um, and yeah, it was just just such a, a huge game. I remember at the time watching it, and it was. I know you're saying that you dislike that Celtic team at the time, but what I give for that Celtic team now? <laughs> <laughs> so, aye, let, let's let's go through the Celtic team that played that game. Actually, so you got uh, Boric, Edson Braffite. Um, he gave away, he gave away the penalty, wasn't it? It was a mental handball. Yeah, ridiculous yeah, handball. Like, as yeah, the yeah. ball was on the way out the box, yeah, he and just he, he, he away. Yeah. Um, who? Which Thompson's that? Josh Thompson. Josh Thompson, of course it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren O'Day, Liam Caddis, uh, Nguemo, Scott Brown, Aidan McGeady, Robbie Keane, replaced by uh, Josh Samaras. Um, Mark Antoine Fortuny, replaced by Rasmussen. <laughs> the Danish Duncan Ferguson, uh, and Kamara as well. Um, where, where would that Celtic team finish in today's league? Would they, they, would they, they even be top two? Would they even be top Who's the manager? Oh, ah, 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 <laughs> I think that's important. Um, and the Aberdeen team is exactly what you expect from Aberdeen team at that time. Darren Mackey, Stephen McLean, Sonia Luko, Mark Kerr, Xander Diamond, Ricky Foster. Sorry, Richard mm. Foster. Um, Charlie Mogdu, all, all those guys. Mm. Um, but yeah, just again, the, the, the scenes of... I mean, like a one-each draw at the last minute, equaliser was great. But when there's eight goals in a game, <laughs> and the equaliser comes in the last minute, that's just... I think it's... The best draws are the ones where you've been at least two goals down. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, those, that, that's got to be the, the, the signing point of I can already this tell, is good. I yeah. can already tell what you're saying. Yeah, you know, you don't find what we're saying. Yes, this is either my second or my first, depending on whether we have to edit out that comment I made about confirming <laughs> earlier on. Um, <laughs> mine was... Uh, so there was actually any goals in this game it was Barcelona nil, Celtic nil, and it was one of those games it is definitely one of those games that I absolutely vividly remember as a nil-nil draw there's not that many of them but there was obviously all the story around David Marshall John Kennedy was uh, playing that game as well but I I went back and watched it and I kind of thought it would maybe have been built up in terms of his performance I remember at the time watching it and thinking he'd had a a really good game and I mean Think about it now, what an incredible yeah, yeah. result it is over two legs to 
a team of Ronaldinho. It wasn't maybe the best Barcelona team ever, but a team of Ronaldinho still, doesn't still score a single goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, maybe it's kind of been built up a wee bit too much. And actually, if you go back to it, maybe a lot of these are kind of like daisy cutters that he, he picks up. But to be honest, he makes like three or four really, really good saves. There's one right at the start of the game where somebody breaks through and he can easily give him a penalty. Instead, he kind of manages to, he's, the striker's sort of around him and he reaches out and manages to kind of effortlessly push the ball yeah, away. Yeah. And then he makes a couple of really great saves later on, um, which you wouldn't have known much about. And it, it was like a great, great it's performance. One the, it's one yeah. of the point blank ones that really sticks in my memory. Yeah. Really just filed over the bar yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm sure it was, there was a shot, um, I'm not sure if this was at New Camp or at Parkhead, but it was behind him. Yeah. And he, he reached back yeah. and sort of clawed it out. And I, um, yeah. it, was, it was seriously impressive. Far more than, because I remember watching the game, but more than that, I remember that reporting Scotland basically had a story from... The next, for the next like three days, essentially, this is David Marshall's life up until this yeah, point. There was like them standing in his playground. This is where yeah. he used to play in goals. Um, and it's like a, a shoddily painted uh, goal on the wall. Like, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely rock solid. Yeah, yeah that's my, my overwhelming memory of that is just the news built or the news mm. stories afterwards. And just try to find out anyone that had any contact with David Marshall yeah. before yeah. he played the game. Yeah. Like, so tell us about that. What was that like? <laughs> Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Cool. Um, I have uh, Robert, do you want to guess what it is? Uh, so this will be 2011. Yep. Uh, Motherwell travelled to Tynecastle Park uh, <laughs> and Hearts went 3 0 up thanks to um, a right back from the time scoring the penalty. Correct. Yep. Missed one at the weekend. Yep, yep. That, that right back. And Ryan Stevenson scored twice. Uh, British Gatcho and Ryan Stevenson. 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 Stevenson had both posts in the second half. He did. And then super sexy John Sutton uh, decided to just annihilate Hearts in the second half yeah, alongside his very, very fast. Um, Friend of Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was Motherwell, or Hearts 3, Motherwell 3. Fast. Uh, Motherwell had just thumped St Johnston 3 nothing by half time to go to the Scottish Cup final and then didn't play again essentially <laughs> um, until the next season that was essentially Motherwell's season, <laughs> season over at that point with the exception I think we drew with Kilmarnock um, before the end of the season but we were in the top 6 lost 3 or lost 3 out of the 5 games drew the other 2 got humped 5 nothing off Rangers 4 nothing off Dundee United and 3 nothing off Celtic Um Travelled to Tynecastle the first game of the split, buzzing after we've got the Scottish Cup final. This is great, this is brilliant. And then, as Robert says, we're 3 0 down uh, after 52 minutes. Um, I was with a couple of folk, um, and one of them was like, I'm going to have a, we'll go back to the pub. Like, we'll just go to the pub. Mm. Like, by this point, Scott, we've got the Scottish Cup final. Don't care. Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. cares. Absolutely fine. He's like, I'll go for a slash and come back. By the time he got back from Stevenson having a slash, or having a slash after Stevenson's goal, um, Motherwell had scored one uh, alright fine um, and Chris Humphrey essentially retired Edgar Johnson from Scot- yeah, Scottish football him. Yeah. essentially retired him from Scottish football that he, mel- he melted him yeah. Sutton scored the same goal twice um, by Humphrey just running at Johnson and much like Hasty did with Berra at the yeah. weekend as well just Johnson had mm. no idea like, what the fuck did I do with you I have no clue um, my favourite thing about that is that uh, Morris Ross was on the overlap for those as well because <laughs> he came on in the second half. <laughs> Utterly, very bizarre. It was Haley's ball in for the third, wasn't it? Yeah. Haley got the second one. Um, it was a rare occasion as well as it had uh, Tom Haley playing in central midfield and playing well. Yeah. Um, Keith Lasley did a power run that day, which was in no way related. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, Motherwell scored three goals in 40 minutes. And somehow came back from three nothing down. And again, from memory, should have won it. There was a couple of good chances from Motherwell at the end, but again, you're not going to play because it was a draw and it was three. Yeah. So it was great. So yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. But there's something different about those games. The one, rather than the ones that kind of go backwards and forwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like you can almost visibly see momentum shifting in some of these games, and it's, I love kind of watching it when yeah. like one team's been totally dominant, and then just one wee thing happens, and then it just totally changes and the other team can't do it the other team that was dominant for like 50 or 60 minutes suddenly can't do a thing they can't get out of their own half yeah, they can't pass the ball I, they can't I, shoot I remember it so I arrived at that game after about 35 minutes because uh, I was 
Stephen, the night before. I managed to get into Timecastle without a season ticket or any ticket. I just went right. into the gate. I was like, I sat in there and he was like, all right, cool. I think that's changed now. Um, and yeah, I, I just remember Motherwell scored their first um, and Egbert Johnson was dazed. I think he was genuinely just looking at a sky at this point, hoping to be raptured. Um, <laughs> And from that moment on, Hearts just completely collapsed. Ryan Stevenson, actually, for the full night, he was superb. Yeah. He was he'd sometimes had games where he just, mm-hmm. you know, he went through the, the wee star in Mario Kart and just ran through folk <laughs> for 90 minutes. He had one of those games, but he was the only one uh, after Motherwell got the first it was, it was, and was, you're, you're right, it's that momentum shift mm. where Motherwell just looked every time they went forward, you're like, that's a goal, mm. it was. You know, that's a goal. I that, <laughs> okay, right, up the road now. Here are the dogs. I think I'd... I remember it being a really weird game because despite being three down we were still very much like at no point the mother looked terrible in the game just didn't, didn't panic probably because they didn't care because they were going at the Scottish Cup final I mean if it, at some point they'd actually started to panic in those final six games of the season and that would have been nice but yeah yeah good thanks for that great <laughs> any more? Uh, I, I just had I mean I, I don't actually remember ever seeing any of these games actually but just all those draws that Rangers had in Division 3 <laughs> like <laughs> like, yeah, it's amazing how many they had <laughs> they drew the first opening game of the season with Peter yeah. Head when they only scored in the 90th minute to get any, uh, a point but they also drew with Berwick Annan Elgin twice against Montrose and Stirling like that is some record I like my Sorry, right, because the boys, the boys were all doing piggybacks. Having <laughs> <laughs> a lovely, yeah, uh, they were getting hotels down the night before. Uh, <laughs> Montrose, staying in Aaron's. Yeah, yeah. Like the season after that, they went undefeated in, yeah. in League Two. They uh, yeah. won so they just didn't lose a game. Unbelievable, Aye. sensational Aye. stuff. That was good. So we hope you enjoyed our, our, our favourite draws. Um, so. As it's a Thursday Patter Pod, we're, of course, we're inevitably doing Do Me A Solid because it's the best section on the Tennis Podcast, and of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. magic. Best section on any podcast. Pretty much, yeah. As far as I can tell. Yeah, I mean, only listen to this one, so what? Okie doke. So, somebody is trying to get people in abroad to do your job. Who do you get to turn, who do you turn to to calm things down? John Hughes. <laughs> Why do you get John Hughes to calm things down? John right? Hughes. So, I, I reckon he... He can be the sort of he can be the saviour to Scottish referees, just because he'll go in and he'll say they're good honest Scottish laddies, and then the yes, SFL will be like, do you know what, John? You're absolutely right. Do you want the Scotland job? <laughs> um, and that'll be it. So I reckon his his passion towards good honest Scottish laddies is going to be enough so to, he, to really calm things down and just sort of convince the nation that because these referees are good honest Scottish laddies I think you could go a step further with this so rather than just convincing people that they're good honest Scottish laddies <laughs> John Hughes actually runs training sessions for all the players on how to become good honest Scottish laddies at which yeah. point there will be no more refereeing controversy yeah. because there will be no cheating there will be yeah. no diving yeah. there will be no snide kicks absolutely yeah. not, not because John everyone team. not a John Hughes team yeah. will, everyone will be a good honest Scottish laddie Aye, and Darren Barrow will be the captain of all the teams. <laughs> <laughs> the goodest, most honest, Scottishest lad. You got cap. What? You got cap. Ah, a B team cap. Still. <laughs> <laughs> ah, anyway, he, was, he was good for four months. <laughs> Andy, uh, who am I going to go for? Um, yeah, I, I think he won. I'm, I'm going to go for Craig Brown. Uh, I was just trying to think of somebody calm who doesn't even Craig Brown never really got angry like he, he wasn't somebody he, even when he got angry he never actually seemed really that he was that angry like I just can't imagine Craig Brown ever raging about anything he's the sort so, of guy that says the word piffle instead of shrink <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> I know so I think if you're wanting to calm things down you need somebody with a calm head and that's who I'm going to right. go for I've got, I've got along the same sort of lines and I've picked the least flustered man in Scottish football with David Turnbull because he's never <laughs> he's, he's been playing all season and not once has he been put under the slightest bit of pressure by any football yeah. and so I think he's a perfect man to convince everybody all he needs to do is, is, is transfer that, that calmness onto the referees yeah. as well and they will also not be put under pressure by anybody ever so magic great great you need to work on a conspiracy contingency plan in case overseas referees make the same mistakes as current ones. Who do you call and what plan do they come up with, Andy? Uh, okay, for this one, um, 
I don't know actually. I've I've kind of I've changed my mind on this. I'm going to go Mark McGee, and I'm just going to wing this because I don't really understand the question. You know that my answer was this. I've written it down. I don't get it. I've written it down with complete confidence. Right, I'm, I'm very confident I'm, in my answer, even though I don't. I don't understand it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to dive straight in here and say Vladimir Romanov. Oh, excellent! Because yeah, if, yeah, if we need yeah, someone to come up nice. with uh, conspiracy contingencies. Aye. Then what we'll have is what we can do is get him to open up his hyperlink tunnel yeah. back to the Eastern Europe, which yeah. popped up somewhere yeah. in Georgie. And what we'll do is we'll just keep firing bodies through it, oh, so right. that we can keep coming up with new conspiracies. Great! I, 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 I did actually consider Romanov just because he's fucking mad, and he's got a submarine. He did. Uh, it's pro- probably decommissioned. <laughs> it's possibly where he lives. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be great. <laughs> Instead of like that boy that was on the A9 living in the back of his motor for like six months, Romanov's just parked up his submarine something and was living in it. <laughs> Underwater. <laughs> that's why nobody can find it. That's why you avoid paying tax. Don't be on land. Fantastic. Uh, I've gone for uh, Ian Cathro. Uh-huh. So I reckon Ian Cathro obviously is a very, is a deep thinker. And when it comes to coming up with conspiracy, mm-hmm. you know, contingency plans, I, I reckon you can think about it and you can sort of go, right, okay. Aye. So that, this is what we'll do, guys. And he'll be absolutely fantastic in his first press conference <laughs> where he speaks about his <laughs> contingency plan. And then thereafter, he'll make such a bumbling arse of himself that people will forget mm-hmm. about the referees. There was a contingency And yeah. they'll laugh at him relentlessly for months until he eventually leaves. And people essentially forgot hearts were a thing. They just went, ah, Cathro. Mm. Cathro's hearts is what they were called. So I reckon he's he's the best fall guy mm. to have in this situation whereby you can just pin the blame on him. And it's like, you know, Ian, don't you think it's, it's awful what's happening with these these referees? What's difficult? There is a problem. It's, it's fine. It's Rob, okay. there, there is a problem with this. I because as you know, the Terrace podcast are all Cathro guys, so we can't take the piss out of <coughs> Cathro dudes. Cathro dudes. Yeah. Cathro dudes. Yeah. Cathro dudes. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> a former senior figure in the game needs to piss off who's the best to tell to piss off <laughs> I'll take this one uh, I've written down honestly anyone take your pick <laughs> fucking anyone uh, and I stand by that yeah. it could be literally anyone who could tell this former senior figure mm. um, to, to just to just fuck off um, and it could it could be anyone I've actually got, I've got a, I've got a different route and I've gone to the Green Brigade <laughs> So really, okay. what I want out of this is I want a bit of ceremony and somebody telling somebody to fuck off. Aye, okay. So what I'm thinking is a cocktail from all the way through the East End <laughs> to Parkhead. And do you remember when, when the Rangers Unpleasantness was going on, they had those big banners? Yeah. Just a big banner mm. that says, fuck off, Roger Mitchell. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Absolutely not. I have no idea. I don't even know what he's been saying because he blocked me. <laughs> Um, I can't even remember why he bought me, to be honest with you. Um, Smashing. I, I, I want a bit of pageantry in, in, mm. in terms of something to fuck off. So. No, that's good. That's good. Aye, I like that. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah, Scott Brown, he's that, isn't he? Like, he just doesn't care about Fuck off. Yeah, aye, I know. No one would give it in a more withering way than Scott yeah, Brown. And then he'll stamp on him and get aye, away with it. Aye, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your, your team is slowly being dismantled in the transfer market. Who do you bring in to convince those pursuing your players it isn't worth it? Yeah, Chris Boyd. Because, I mean, if we're talking about going outside of Scotland here, like Chris Boyd, not a great success down south, and his main success in America was what, advertising mattresses? Mattresses. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the, the <laughs> Portland mattresses. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so if, uh, if anyone's going to convince them that uh, life abroad is only going to bring terrible uh, misery. misery. Um, no appearances down south in England and only sort of embarrassing adverts anywhere else in the world than Chris Boyd, man. Good. Uh, I've gone for anyone that's been on open goal um, and they just so that they can come in and then just bring in a, a new regime of picking on young players, handing out brooms and then chasing folk about in their pants. Because that's what everybody wants at a football club because mm. that's how it used to be. Good. I've gone for a tag team of Neil Lennon and Craig Levine. Because um, I'll just tell everyone that the players are actually shite and they might as well just stay. I honestly, I am so like of all like of all the things that have happened this year in Scottish football, it's been a good season, it's fun, it's been interesting. The thing that I'm gonna miss most of this season is Neil Lennon and Craig Levine. Yeah. By miles and miles because 
I don't know a huge amount of Paul Hecking bottom, but I would imagine Craig Levine is going to pick him apart just by picking on him. Mm. And I'm not entirely sure he'll know quite how that works and how that works yeah, and how to react. He's not going to be on the same wavelength, is he? To, well, alternatively, we'll be able to stop it, yeah. at which point it doesn't become. It removes we're all losers. Yeah, point, we're all yeah. losers in that sense. So. Levine won't stop it now. <laughs> he, he won't care. He hates hips. He doesn't, he doesn't care about who's in charge. But it, like, he's the like, biggest harps man of all time. <laughs> it doesn't win things. Uh, but, <laughs> much, right? but with we're learning that it was fun because you, you tell the two of them had a, a, a back and forth and yeah. they got on they, they respected each other and they knew each other well enough to say oh, I can go this far and that's the line and mm-hmm. fine it's a real loss yeah, yeah, Levine, Levine said that he was actually he was he was either going to get in contact or had already got in contact with Lennon to go for a pint I uh, so I, I, but that's the thing. Like, imagine ah, that I would be fun, man. That would be so good. I love to go for a pint. I know. Too. That would be phenomenal. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, no. My reason for that is, is they'll just tell everyone that the players are trash. I mean, yes. Yeah. Fine. Or they'll tell the players themselves, "You're rubbish." Yeah. Both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, um, on our last two minutes solid and the end of the show, we've got Scottish football. Twelve is becoming an increasingly tiresome place. Who from Scottish Football do you get to help you start up a new online format free from roasters? Um, the social media team at Motherwell FC. Good. Andy? <laughs> I, uh, I'm actually using something they've already used and using the stereotype. It's Ian Cathro. Uh, he probably created his own blog slash forum after uh, getting hounded at heart. So uh, just really, all he would do is just post himself about how everyone else is horrible and that he deserved another chance. So uh, I'm going to go with Catherine. He knows, he knows how to create a website probably and use Squarespace. His first job was probably in charge of Bebo and that's how it went to Squarespace. I have gone for Craig Anderson. I was going to have Craig Anderson there. So anybody, if you start a new platform, I imagine that that's got to be a dodo. It's, just, yeah. it's not starting the platform; it's a difficult bit. It's the stopping the roasters. So just have Craig Anderson as a gatekeeper, mm. and if you offer him a shit opinion, as he does, he'll clamp it, and then you're off. It's done. It's finished. It's over. Yep, it's done. Magic. Fair play. So again, thanks very much for listening. Um, again, apologies for the complete lack of any actual football analysis. Um, it's. I make zero apologies. No, I'm not actually sorry either. Um, <laughs> so I'll leave it there. We're, 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 off, we're, off the, we're off to record the Patreon now, where we will do a, 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 a bit of football analysis about the week's, the week's Scottish Cup replays. Uh, so you can sign up for that at patreon.com slash terrace podcast. Uh, thank you very much for coming in, Robert. No problem, thank you. Thank you very much for coming in, Andy. Thank you. I said coming in. Coming out, it's my house. Thank you very much, Graham. <laughs> Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.